Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry. I'm the co-founder of Ignite DA as well as the editor-in-chief for Dr. By Cuspid. And whether you found us through Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, or drbycuspid.com, we're glad you're with us today as we sit down for a little chat with Dr. Julie Spaniel. Good morning, Dr. Spaniel. How are you? I am doing well today. Thank you so much and thank you for having me on this morning. Oh, I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. Would you mind uh, just introducing yourself to our audience? Absolutely. I'm Dr. Julie Spaniel. Uh, I have a Summerwood Family Dental just outside of Portland, Oregon, and uh, I've been in general dentistry for nearly 30 years. And I'm, I'm so glad you joined us because I think what you have done is fascinating, and, and I wanted to make sure I brought you on to talk about it. And, it. and forgive me, it's clean room dentistry is what you're calling it. Is that right? That's correct. That's correct. Tell us a little bit about that and what that is. So, yeah. So basically, uh, you know, when we all sort of woke up one morning and we're told that we needed to close our offices and we had a pandemic and uh, and we were going to have to shut down, um, we were trying to figure out how uh, when we got back to work, uh, this was this was going to be a, a successful uh, transition back into uh, into the workforce. And uh, my husband and I have owned clean rooms uh, because his uh, uh, job is manufacturing in the semiconductor industry. So we're familiar with what it means, which is basically a, a, an area where there's no particulate matter, meaning dust particles, but also as small as filtering out viral particles. So when we all had to go home, my husband said, gosh, you know, it's too bad we can't just put you in a clean room. And I said, well, why don't we? So that's where it started. And, and what does that mean for your practice? And, and how long did it take for you to incorporate that in? So we, uh, we closed the office uh, mid-March, as many people did, and at that point, uh, we decided what we needed to do was to isolate each treatment room. And much like many treatment rooms, uh, it's sort of an open concept. Um, we were lucky enough to have uh, three walls, so it was really only two doors behind me that were open. So we used um, a refrigerator soft wall, and you see these soft wall panels. Um, you could use uh, a hard wall, but this was just a little bit quicker and less expensive to hang these. So we did actually have sort of a soffit that we could hang that off of. Um, and then we installed over the top of each chair two hospital-grade HEPA filters that are pushing the air down, creating a laminar air effect down over the patient. And it's a very, very slight breeze, but it's enough that it pulls everything to the floor. And then that gets sucked through the um, new uh, vents that we added some vents uh, in the uh, sides of the operatories. Um, it's not difficult to do, but it, it, there's a little bit of doing to it. Uh, and the last piece, so it's the isolation, uh, the ventilation, and then the filtration. So we added a, in um, a Netterman uh, suction dome uh, that creates um, a, about approximately 250 CFM right at the head of the patient. And, and I'm curious, what has been the patient reaction? Gosh, I'll tell you, you know, people feel very safe. Uh, we've had patients that are coming in uh, from chemotherapy where they're uh, needing to have maybe a stem cell transplant where they're very fragile. We keep them in their cars. They come in with their N95. They go straight into the clean room. They're isolated in that room. They're very safe. Uh, and we're able to uh, do their, their exam and take care of their needs. 
uh, all the way from from that to just regular routine care where where we're able to uh, feel like we're sort of keeping things uh, contained. And what was this like for your team? I mean, obviously, you and your husband kind of talked about this. How do you talk about it with your team and then make sure that they're on board and understand what that means as well? Well, I involved my team from the very beginning, uh, and that was sort of key. And I've always been one that believes that, you know, my office really, the reason that, you know, we do so well is, you know, it's, it's all about them and uh, and their input. So, you know, from the very beginning, they were on board with um, what we were doing. And I've also involved them in other aspects in terms of if there were other things that we thought we should incorporate into this process. Because as like other offices, we were still asking those COVID questions. We we're doing the virtual check-in from the parking lot uh, checking attempts uh, there uh, and uh, and doing all those other things, wiping and cleaning reception area every hour on the hour as well as restrooms. I bought the e-mist fogger, so we're fogging before people come in the morning, uh, throughout the day, uh, lunchtime and other downtime, uh, as well as the operatories. So trying to incorporate the staff's ideas in a lot of this transition to what we believe is the new normal and the new sort of standard of care. And I know a lot of people who are listening to this are going to think that's a lot of investment that you put into your practice. Uh, and you feel like it's been worth it, obviously. You know, it's an interesting thing is, you know, we talk about return on investment and people talk about buying a, a CEREC for $150,000, which is a huge investment. Um, and uh, and they talk about that return. Uh, but one thing I have to say is when your patients realize and other community members realize that you put their safety first and that this is extremely important, um, we've had such a huge influx of new patients into this practice, uh, just understanding what we're doing and the fact that we care about uh, our patients, the safety of our team, uh, and making sure that, you know, this is an investment that's going to, you know, basically come back in returns and that we feel as though we're, we're able to treat patients in a safe environment. And has it been mostly word of mouth or have you all done any marketing about it as well? Well, they haven't done a lot of marketing with it. I would say word of mouth is one thing. Uh, there's a few uh, uh, people that have picked up the story in some local news, but uh, uh, and uh, and then there was a little clip on the in the local uh, evening news about it on TV. But you know, other than that, I really haven't pushed it out. Um, you know, people are just are just finding out through word of mouth. And have you had other dental practices reach out to you as well? I'm curious. Yes, in fact, a little bit through LinkedIn, uh, where people are asking where we got, you know, the refrigerator uh, curtains and, and those things. And again, because we're in clean room manufacturing, uh, my, my other half anyway, we sort of had access to some of those things. Um, there was a little bit of HVAC modification that needed to be done. And so, you know, really in the grand scheme of things, though, um, you know, all of these things, if we think about in our practices, however you want to do it, the fact that we need to isolate our space, so making it so that you know, those uh, dental aerosols aren't leaving that space so that we're also having some sort of uh, filter. We have a HEPA filter that's in the ceiling. You don't have to build it in. There's many units that can sit on the countertop. So thinking about isolation, filtration, and then ventilation. How else are we going to capture aerosols that are leaving the mouth at a high velocity? And much like back in the days of HIV, where we treated everyone as though they were infected, and that's sort of what we're doing here. We just treat everyone the same. Everyone could potentially be an asymptomatic carrier. And this isn't fear-based. It's just being practical to say that we want to 
evacuate all of those aerosols to the best of our ability in at the treatment site. Um, and then of course, all the other things that we're doing, removing anything else in the operatory that um, would be you know, a magazine or anything on the counters. We actually cleared out all the drawers. I didn't want my assistants reaching over and opening a drawer. Um, even though the air in that isolated space in my treatment rooms, it's turning over nine times a minute. So, um, and that's measured. So we're going through a certification for our class 10 clean room. So we've done our, our measurements and we're going to go through certification process. Well, I, I know one thing that I've heard from countless team members around the country is the worry about what if, and, and obviously it sounds like that that's something you're really trying to take out of the equation completely, both with patients and team and yourself even. Yes, you know, and again, that's sort of the thing. We don't want to feel a false sense of security. Um, we really, um, we really do believe we're doing uh, all that we can do, but uh, still uh, continuing to wear our N95s and our face shields, continuing to not get up and leave the operatory. So we've added in uh, radios, so we can now radio from hygiene to my operatory to know that you know they need an exam or we dropped an instrument on the floor can the roving assistant bring us an instrument so you know trying to do all of those things as well and i feel like the staff is feeling pretty secure about those things but you know it's all the ppe changing a, a gown so that we have a new gown for every patient uh you know and, and i think offices are doing all of that part um but the fresh air boy i'll tell you it's it's clean in there it's good <laughs> Well, that's a good thing all the way around. It absolutely is. And I know a lot of folks will want more information. You know, is there a way that they can reach you or that they can learn more about what you're doing? Absolutely. You know, you can find me on my website, which is uh, summerwoodfamilydental.com. You can message me there. Uh, you're welcome to call the office at uh, 503-906-8600. Um, I'm happy to answer any questions. I'm here to help. Um you know, we, this isn't anything that we've monetized otherwise, and a lot of people say that we should, but, you know, if, if there's some way that I can help other dental offices, um, I would be happy to do that. Well, and I'll be honest, that was one of the things that first drew me to you whenever Penny Reed introduced us was the fact that it sounded like you were willing to help others uh, navigate some of these questions and everything. So Dr. Spaniel, thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. And thanks to all of you for listening. Uh, we always try to bring on interesting guests with inter interesting perspectives. And so we will keep doing that here at the Dental System Nation podcast. And again, whether you found us through Dr. Bicuspid or through one of the podcast channels, we're so glad that you joined us. And we wish you continued success and continued health in the days ahead. Together, we rise. <music>